Now there was one, Anna, a prophetess, the daughter of Phanuel, the tribe of Asher. She was a great age, and she lived with a, a husband seven years from her virginity. And this woman was a widow, about 84 years, who did not depart from the temple, but served God with fastings and prayer night and day. And coming in that instant, she gave thanks to the Lord and spoke of him to all those who looked for redemption in Jerusalem. Hello. It is so good to see so many of you come today to hear the story of our Lord. Oh, <laughs> have I got much to tell you about. So please be patient. Please be patient. It is so important that each of you stay and hear of the good news. Never, never had we have a story like I'm about to tell you. Let me start by telling you about myself. My name is Anna. My name is Anna, and I live in a time, oh, oh, a time. It had been so dreary. You see, the Lord had not come for 400 years, had not sent his spirit on any servant in 400 years. Oh, my, what a dreadful time it was. There had been so many, so many stories, so many people begging and pleading and, and believing and waiting for a sign, just any sign, any sign that God, would, that God was coming, that God had a plan. But it was so quiet from the heavens. People would come to the temple year after year pleading, sacrifice after sacrifice, God. When will you come? When will you send the Messiah? But it was quiet. The people would go from hope and belief to such despair. Oh, and sin would abound. And people would go and flee to the mountains, hiding their families and hiding their children. That, that, that the sin wouldn't corrupt their families. Oh, you'd hear stories of mothers. Mothers hiding their daughters that they wouldn't succumb to all the things of the world. People were heartbroken everywhere. 400 years. No hope. No sign. Until one day, the angel of the Lord, the angel of the Lord came to but a young girl, Mary. He came to her came to her and told her that she, that she would bear the Son of God. Hope had come. Hope had come. And not only to Mary, but to her cousin Elizabeth. He'd come and he'd come to Zechariah. The Spirit of the Lord even came to the babe in Elizabeth's womb. And he left. For God was now moving on the earth. Hope had come. After 400 years, <coughs> excuse me, and not only that, but the Spirit of the Lord had come upon my friend Simeon, and then again upon me. Hope had come after such long despair. You know, 
history repeats itself. I'm not sure what your community or your regions are experiencing, but I've got a message of hope today for you and your families. I, Anna, am daughter of Fanuel. I always thought it a strange name of my father. Fanuel, you see, means face of God. Why he had been named face of God when it had been such a dreary place before with no hope. But my grandparents, oh, they never lost hope. They always believed that we would see God, that God would come in our time. And I lived growing up with that hope that one day I too, I would be one of the ones that would see the face of God. Every time I'd look at Papa and I would be reminded the face of God, that I shall see our Lord. I was married at a young age, but I was only married for seven years. And after that, I would spend 84 years, 84 years a widow. Some may think <laughs> that's a long time. Silly woman. Silly woman, shouldn't you go find a husband to take care of you? I would hear the rumors, rumors, people talking about me. But it didn't bother me because I found my place. I was reminded of the hope that I'd see the face of God. And so I spent my days, oh, I spent my days at the temple, at the temple day after day, any and every time they'd have a service or, or, or people needing some act of service or worship, I would be right there. It was like a, I was one of the pillars. You'd come to the temple and you'd know you'd see me because, because I couldn't help myself. It wasn't because I was sorrowful for being alone or that the Lord had done me wrong by making me a widow so young. Oh, it was because I believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I went every day, every day I would go to the temple expecting, expecting that God would come, expecting that, that I would hear from heaven that the scriptures as they're being read would come alive, that something extraordinary would happen. Oh, but people continue to talk about that Anna, that she spent too much of her time at the temple. But you see, names can be prophetic. And my name means gracious. And the Lord graciously had allowed me all my days to serve others, to serve others. Those moms coming, weeping and pleading for their children, the barren women weeping and pleading that they would conceive, the people weeping over deaths of lost loved ones, I was there to bring comfort. I was there to remind them of what the scripture said. I was there to pray with them. I was there to offer hope that one day, one day, we would see the face of God. That, that, that even though the heavens had been quieted for so long, that the scriptures promised us a savior, promised us a redeemer. Oh, so I would have the opportunity Day after day, year after year, decade after decade. Oh, <laughs> it's 
to pray. Oh, to pray with people. What an honor. What an honor to be used by God. You know, as time went on, the rumors went of, oh, poor Anna doesn't know what to do with herself, so there she is in the temple. So what's wrong with her? Doesn't she know she's done enough praying? Hasn't she realized in her age that enough is enough? Go home, Anna. But you know what I've come to realize? After 84 years, a widow serving the Lord, that my days will come to an end. And when, though, when those days end, I will have the opportunity to cross from this earth into the next life. And I want to have spent my time in the presence of the Lord. I want to have spent all my days in the temple inquiring about who he is, learning him, encouraging his people, because I believe that heaven will be spent enjoying him. And I've just been preparing myself preparing myself for heaven, and hopefully, oh, hopefully, hopefully those young girls have been watching me, that all those times that they'd come to the temple and, and, and cry or complain, and, and I would encourage them in the word, that they would have learned just something from me, something from my life spent serving God. Because you see, it wasn't just about my service in the temple in front of people. No. Oh, I've learned intimacy with the Lord. That every day, even in my apartment, I spend time with Jesus. All those social activities that these, they just go and do and they're busy about. Don't get me wrong. People enjoy them. But I've found my joy spent searching scriptures, praying unto the Lord, fasting, fasting for the redemption of man that we might see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Don't you see? Don't you see your life and my life? It's not our own. It's not our own to live as we might want. Oh, but, but you and I, we're chosen. We're chosen with the message that I'm telling you today. That, that our ears might be open, that you too might find the excitement and the light within you that you would go from here, <laughs> just as I'm telling you, and begin to tell those around you all that you're hearing, all that you're hearing. Patience, patience. You know, one thing that I've realized after this past week and, and all that I've experienced is that when we're faithful with little, we'll be given much. Because you see, although now I might realize that my father's name was prophetic, that I would see the face of God, it's just been little old me all these years. A widow, no son, no one to care for me. I live off of, of the alms that, that people come and give. Simple life. Never really had much, but I had hope. I had hope 
And as I served the Lord all these years, he would find grace for me, that he would choose me, that I would see the Savior. You see, what happened just last week is that as I was coming to the temple, just like I do every day, I was coming and, and I was running a little late because I had met up with this woman that had come for the first time pleading and begging, pleading and begging because you see her son had gone off, had gone off with the robbers and left home and, and, was, and was torturing people and stealing from them and, and causing havoc and her family's name was, was getting ripped through the through shreds and, and, and she was devastated. Her baby had become a thief. And she was pleading with the Lord, and I began to comfort her. I began to comfort her and cry with her. And then I spent so long with her, time got away from me, and I thought, oh, I should be at the temple. But, but let me take advantage of this time. And, and I listened to her story, and, and, and I shared scriptures about the hope that, that God said he would send a son, he would send Emmanuel to come and be with us. Oh, she was encouraged. She was encouraged and we cried and we prayed and we believed that God would come to her house. That God would one day come to her house and would save her son and would save her and, and that there could be redemption. She had hope. She had hope for her son again. And so I left the woman and, and, and as I'm coming to the temple and I'm walking hurriedly because it was packed and, and I just wanted to worship the king and worship because he had allowed me once again to bring hope. I turned the corner and there I saw it. I saw it with my own eyes. I saw Simeon holding the most precious baby, the most precious little squiggly baby. As I turned that corner, I could smell the sweetness of the new birth. I could smell it. It was the most glorious smell. It was like the smell of heaven, the aroma that I'd never smelled before in this sweet, sweet little babe. Oh, as Simeon held him, he squirmed a bit. He squirmed a bit, and oh, he yawned. Oh, and I knew, I knew, I knew redemption was here. Redemption was here. That was a holy, holy moment in time that Simeon, found the babe, the babe Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. It was in that moment that I began to realize even all the devotion of all my years and all the sacrifices that were made at the altar on my behalf, the priest going into the Holy of Holies for me, <laughs> that it still would not have been good enough that I still wasn't good enough that all of my works were but filthy rags outside of this babe, outside of this precious little baby that was born my king, that was born your king, that this precious baby would grow up and would somehow take upon my sin my sin, my corruption, not only for me and for Jerusalem, but for all the ends of the earth, that redemption had come, 
to pay the price that we no longer had to live in fear, that we no longer had to live separated from God, but that you and I could now be the friends of God, that God would come to our homes, that God would come into our hearts, that the, that the, scriptures, that the scriptures wouldn't be written anymore on cold tablets, but that they would be written on your heart and on mine through this little baby, this little baby boy, born of a virgin, that you and I might have life and life eternal. You see, it's just as I spoke that my days are coming to an end and that I'll cross over. So it is with each of you. But the blessed promise of Scripture is that that's not the end. That each one of us have the opportunity to be born again. To be born again of spirit by this Jesus. By this Jesus who died on the cross as an adult that you and I might live. Have you met him yet? Has God come to your home? Have you taken it past the scriptures read in the temple and allowed the precious spirit of this Jesus into your heart that he might write, oh, the law and the lost through the love of God on your heart that you might be changed, that you might be born of the kingdom of heaven made alive into his birth and death. Oh, my friend, let this day not pass. Let this day not pass that you get to know Emmanuel, God with us. I would ask that each one of you bow your heads Have you met this Jesus? Has the reality of this birth come alive inside of you? How is it with your soul today? Are you still pulled by the things of this world that don't really matter? Are you still pulled by the, by the sicknesses and by the... <clears throat> Diseases and by the money and the financial and the emotional issues? Are you still pulled by drugs or alcohol? Are you still pulled by monetary things? Or has Christ come to give you peace? Not only has this babe come to give you and I peace, but he's come to deliver you and I from all the things of this world. Because you see, this little babe grew up and had his blood shed for you and I. And that blood gives us power, power to overcome all things of this world. Satan was defeated once and for all at that cross. Was defeated once and for all at that cross. And today, my friend, is the day of salvation for all of our households. 
The day of salvation has come. And so if, if, if this is pulling and tugging at your heart, I would ask that you would open your heart today and invite Jesus to be Lord of your life. That you would allow him to come in and to begin to change you. No, I'm not saying live by rules. No, that's not the life that this beautiful babe came to give us. It's a life of love. A life being fully accepted in him.